Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind-the-scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Let's talk about eggs. Now, there is a funny or die video that I would say encapsulates what I'm going to talk about perfectly. Not only when it comes to eggs... But when it comes to so much of the nutritional advice that you are given, and it starts, it's a video. Many of you may have seen it. If you haven't, it is so worth watching. Funny or Die, This Is Why Eating Healthy Is Hard, is the title of it. And there have been a couple, I think, variations of it, but here it is in a nutshell. It starts out, first scene, 1979. Guy in a kitchen with his wife. She's cooking him eggs. And he's just about to eat them when a guy comes running in. There's like a flash of light. And a guy from the future comes running in and he says, eggs, don't eat the eggs. They're full of cholesterol. They are bad for you. Don't eat eggs. So the guy puts his fork down. The guy from the future disappears. Fast forward a couple of years, comes flying back in. Wait. Second scene, we were wrong about the eggs. There's two types of cholesterol. There's good and bad cholesterol. So eat the eggs. Just don't eat the yolks. Just eat the white part. The guy disappears. Comes back again, third time. Wait, we were wrong. 
the amount of cholesterol in a food doesn't affect the amount of cholesterol in your blood. So eat the egg, eat the yolk, doesn't matter. And that's pretty much where it ends. But I will add a fourth one in, and it's a study that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. And now they're saying, nope, don't eat eggs. Really bad for you. The yolks, cholesterol, cardiovascular disease. There are some that we will talk about who even equate eating eggs with tobacco and cigarettes. They are making those connections. They are talking about both in the same breath, the tobacco industry and the egg industry. We'll talk about that. All right. But why is there so much confusion? It's pretty darn simple. There have been some studies that have reported no association between egg intake and the risk of cardiovascular disease. Then there have been a bunch of studies that have reported a higher risk. There have even been studies that have reported an inverse association with cardiovascular disease events. In other words, the more eggs you eat, the less likely you are to have a heart attack. So you've got all three. And even the meta-analyses of prospective studies on egg consumption and cardiovascular disease, the risk of cardiovascular disease, they have not given us consistent results and just serve to create further confusion. So what the heck do you do? Are eggs good? Are eggs bad? Should you just eat the white? Is the yolk where all the trouble lies? Is it true that that doesn't really add to your blood cholesterol, doesn't affect it. Well, when we come back from the break, I am bringing back a guest who is so perfect for this discussion. And she is actually the first guest I have had on twice because she is that good. Wendy Earlbeck. Let me give you her bio again. So I did a show with her on sports nutrition for youth athletes. If you have kids and they're into sports, I highly recommend that episode. But uh, here you go. Wendy Earlbeck, MSRDN. She is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and fitness coach. She utilizes evidence-based science to tailor nutrition programs for athletes to optimize performance, minimize health risk, and enhance recovery from training while focusing on injury prevention. Wendy partners with parents, sports performance staff, special needs, and recreational athletes to offer nutritional guidance and optimal athletic performance and lifestyle plans. Wendy is based in East Lansing, Michigan, and she is the founder of Nutrition with Wendy LLC. Uh, her website is nutritionwithwendy, Wendy with an I, dot com. Wendy Earlbeck is her Twitter, so it's Wendy underscore I-R-L Beck, Earl Beck, and her Instagram, which is awesome as well, nutrition underscore with underscore Wendy. But you can see how it's spelled right in the uh, the description of this show. Why do I love her so much? Why am I having her back again? Because I would argue she truly utilizes evidence-based science to tailor her programs and just to, to disseminate the advice she gives. She has no bias. And, and far too often, and we will talk about that, nutrition advice and research is clouded and muddied by people with agendas. Now you can have agendas <laughs> and you can have your, the way you live your life. But when you start or not start, when you mix that into studies and research and you start talking tobacco with certain things, foods, I got, I, we're going to have a discussion. And so that's what we're going to do. So when we come back from the break, 
Wendy Earlbeck, and we're going to talk all about eggs. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. As I said earlier, there is probably no better topic for this show and no better guest than Wendy Earlbeck to talk about it with. And let's just get right into it. Wendy, thank you for, you are the first return guest, uh, which is which is awesome. <laughs> and, and for good I, reason. I feel so special. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to say you are. And because... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yes, in the Don't good... Don't make my head too big here. <laughs> listen, I said this at the end of the last show. I just listened to it again. You know, our goal, you and I, is to help people live healthier, happier lives. And we don't have agendas. We don't have the bias. And that's why I had you on for the first time. I, I, you know, followed you on Twitter and saw day in and day out what you put out there. And, and 
as I said at the first show, very similar to what I believe, but we don't come into it with biases is what I'd say. So eggs, holy smokes, <laughs> is it like the perfect topic, right? You have probably dealt with this. Are they good for you? Are they not? We'll get into the yolks thing, but, you know, give us like the 30 second thing on eggs that you're dealing with every day. Yes, I would say, I mean, since the 1950s, we've heard this misinformation, or I guess I should say inconsistent information about eggs being good and bad and good and bad, and it changes. And then we, you know, have studies that come out and unfortunately they're observational, right? Which we'll talk about in one, and they try to do these associations without sufficient data. And there's several limitations. So long story short, eggs eat the entire thing, the yolk, the white, the whole thing. It's rich in nutrients, high quality protein, uh, choline, which is essential for, is a part of acetylcholine, which is essential for neurotransmitter production. I mean, B vitamins, eggs are awesome for breakfast, right? We talk about eating breakfast and front loading your calories. Eggs are awesome. You should eat them, eat the whole thing, eat an egg a day, and you'll be quite healthy. And we'll go there, right? Because you said an egg a day. So that is, is something. And, you know, excessive moderation is something I preach frequently. And we'll talk about that as well. But there is so much conflicting research. And I started the show by talking about the clip from Funny or Die. And that is like it in a nutshell, right? That they're the confusion back and forth and back and forth. They're good. They're bad. They're good. And it's not just you know, one time we've been told over and over, as you said, since the 1950s, completely contradictory information. And I think it comes back to common sense, right? And looking at, and we'll talk about this, the bias behind a lot of the conflicting research uh, that you and I talked about right at the start. And yeah, let's get into that study that I sent you. So one, March 19th, 2019. And the headline of one of the articles that used this study was, new study finds eggs will break your heart. And that drives me nuts, Wendy, because people generally only read the headline and then they, you know, they get what the assumption is and they stop there. And the, the study was associations of dietary cholesterol or egg consumption with incident cardiovascular disease and mortality, Journal of American Medical Association, right? And what was your takeaway from that one? Oh, so frustrating. I, I can't say, I mean, especially since it's an observational study. So if anyone, you know, you understand the fundamentals of research and what makes a good study is that that's a huge limitation, right? You can't make those associations without a randomized control setup. So that was frustrating off the start. What, what's horrible is you're right, though. Unfortunately, people read the headline and they're like, oh, okay, my mind's made up without even doing further investigation. And that's probably the hardest thing. So it's it's important to get the full picture and to get the understanding of, okay, what were the components of the study? What did they evaluate? Um, it was quite a, a robust, you know, what, it, what was it over the course of 30 years, I think, or yes. 17 years? Yes. Um, when you assess that too, it's like, what they did was they just asked the people, you know, what changes have you made in your diet one time? They didn't look at all the other parameters or the health implications that they may participate in smoking. How often were they exercising? You know, what were those other genetic disparities that they may have faced? There were so many things that were not factored in when making these conclusions. And again, if we go back to the research, we understand saturated fat, but we also understand that there's a lot of great nutrients that come with egg consumption. And if we also understand too, the physiology of it, or I guess the biochemistry of it, 
you know, looking at the fat and how, you know, the whole diet approach. So if eggs are really your only source of saturated fat, you're, you're going to be fine, but eggs directly don't have an impact on cholesterol levels, right? That's one of the, the challenging things was since even the 1980s, they've gone back and they've had inconsistent research. So we understand that it actually is protective. I mean, eggs contain antioxidants, which positively protect our good cholesterol. They, they raise HDL levels like lutein, which is important, right? So I mean, we really need to look at the protective effects and look at the full picture of the egg and what you're getting. So that's what I'm all about. Totally agree. And, you know, you said, and let me just pull it up here. So for this analysis, participants provided diet information at the beginning of the study that was used to interpret their health up to 30 years later. Okay, and as you said, it was observational. So that is one of the challenges, Wendy, of this show is I have time. This is my job. I'm going to look at the studies and you as well. Right. And we dive into it and we most people read that headline and then you go, oh, Journal of American Medicine. So that's good. But from the start, exercise and nutrition studies are flawed because people uh, tell they, they lie. Right. They forget and they lie. And so we do the best with what we have. And then when you take that and we'll get to this and I, <laughs> I keep alluding to it, I want to get to it right away. But then you have the, the people who are the animal rights people who really muddy the waters with these topics. Then then we have a whole mm-hmm. host of problems. So you take challenging <laughs> research methods to begin with. And then you add in that extra layer of, hey, people who don't want you to eat anything that has to do with an animal at all. And now we're just in trouble, right, with the the quote-unquote science. And so, yeah, and so just break it down for people, you know, what's in the yolk and what's in the whites? What's the difference for people? Yeah, I mean, the egg yolk, you're getting all the nutrients. That's where you're getting the choline, the B vitamins. Um, You're getting, you know, protein, of course, with the egg, the egg yolk and the egg white. But there's truly a difference in the nutrient composition. If you throw away that egg yolk, you're really missing out on all those fat-soluble vitamins as well. So what I would say to people is it's really important to consume the whole egg because that's where you're getting all of your nutrients. Otherwise, you're basically just wasting your money and you're not getting the same nutrients from the egg yolk that you would with the egg white. You're still getting some protein, but it's minimal amounts. Why wouldn't you want to, you know, get all the B vitamins, all the fat soluble vitamins as well. And those antioxidants, right? Like lutein, um, which is in that egg yolk as well. That's protective of, you know, cataracts, macular degeneration is protective of your eye health. So uh, it's really important to consume the whole egg. I can't say that enough, the entire egg and eggs are so cheap. They're so, so nutrient dense and so cheap. I don't know why you wouldn't want to consume the whole egg, especially when you've been given the research, which again, some people have, they've been given the research, it's in front of them, they understand it. But then of course you have the headlines, right? I mean, the Journal of American Medical Professionals, I mean, something like that is, is crazy to me. I mean, if I'm a consumer that's not really knowledgeable, I'm going to look at that and say, you know what, it's the American Medical Association. These are medical professionals. They've published this research. I better listen to them. So that's the hard part. That's the frustrating part, right? It's that misinformation. And then of course you have the terrible documentaries of like what the health that make these crazy associations as well. That's a whole nother thing, but long drawn out answer. I'm really passionate about it because I can't tell you how many times I've had this question too from a lot of parents, you know, some of the youth athletes I work with, the parents say, well, I give my child an egg white 
you know, and that's where they're, they're getting their, their nutrients for the day and starting out. And they, they also understand too, that an egg white is only offering, you know, 25 calories for three tablespoons. So you're not getting that 70 calories with the entire, you know, six to seven grams of protein, depending upon the size of the egg. So there's just so many different things that come into play when you really break it down. And that's why I love that you did, right? Because most people have no idea <laughs> what, what the difference is. They don't even know what a carb is. You know, I love, as we talked about last time, people tell me they're off carbs. And I'll say, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> you would be miserable. <laughs> I could just tell by the way you're talking to me, right? So that's super helpful. And let me just jump ahead a little bit. So I also, now I call it RWS. Wendy, it's real world stuff. Or, you know, you can go to the expletive. <laughs> I'm going to say stuff because I'm a good Catholic boy. So, so we have the science, right? And the mixed messages there. And then we have have is Wendy saying, so it's inexpensive, it's nutrient dense. And I always say like, what are you eating other than that? Right. Is it, you know, processed cereals or whatever, which not all are bad, but uh, you know, I go to the blue zones and things like that, you know, how we evolved and foods that are whole foods, natural. And as you said, inexpensive and nutrient dense. So, you know, we're overcomplicating it. And when you study people who live to be a hundred years and longer, they are eating eggs and they are drinking wine and they are eating bread, right? And it's quality over quantity. And it's, as you said, moderation, right? So why, why, why do you think this persists? I have to add to that too, bacon. People are eating bacon. There's people out there. I've worked with some elderly clients. I'm, I mean, obviously gerontology based. They have eaten bacon, you know, three to four times per week, but they also eat fruits, vegetables, they eat high quality proteins. They really limit their processed foods, but, you know, they have their bacon every now and then and even with eggs and whole grain toast. And they're very healthy people. They have great cholesterol levels. Their triglycerides are in check. I mean, these people are living a good quality of life because they eat less of the garbage. Um, I get, I mean, I get pretty, you know, fired up about that too, because people don't understand that we need to also consume cholesterol to have a healthy cholesterol. Cholesterol is important. It's protective. It regulates our hormones. Um, also, I mean, if we just truly think about our diet in general too, like going back to that study, you know, most of those people, right, over the course of the time, they likely change their diet within 30 years. I know for a fact, I've changed my diet. I mean, every exactly. year I, I really focus more on, right? So it's like, we really need to go back to the basics as you and I always talk about too. What does the entire diet look like? I mean, there's always room for flexibility and to have some of those processed things. But in general, we really need to focus on limiting our processed foods, you know, especially some of the foods that um, are fried. Of course, we should shouldn't consume those in excess and we shouldn't consume them often, but you're likely going to be okay if you can um, kind of balance that out by consuming sufficient fruits, vegetables, you know, more uh, of a wide array of foods. And we know the benefits of a diversified diet, right? You have a better, or excuse me, balanced um, nutrients. So that's something that I, obviously I, I, I start talking super fast and I get really passionate about it, but it's just so important. <laughs> but I love when you say it, but when you say it makes you nuts, uh, your nuts is <laughs> not not even close to the, I would say, less scientific educated uh, views we hear, you know, screamed over social media. But you know what? You went there about bacon and I'm a excessive moderation, you know, everything in moderation. But what I would say is a major flaw as well, Wendy, and I, I think you would agree, even though when you get into this research and they say they control, which I have no idea how that's truly happening for what these people are eating their eggs with. So in other words, they're not probably having a healthy omelet with vegetables. It's probably eggs with bacon and butter and, you know, just a lot of processed, unhealthy yeah. stuff 
all the time. Right. That's the American way. So I find this flawed in that regard as well as you can't control for what they are eating with the eggs, especially in these observational long longitudinal studies like this. Right. I mean, there's just no way. I couldn't agree more. That's the biggest thing, too, is that, you know, we can just like doing a high protein diet. I mean, I eat like I eat probably three times the RDA and I'm very proud of it as a registered dietitian. Right. I don't do the 0.8 grams per kilogram. I found, you know, healthier effects with doing more protein. But again, I look at it from an individualized perspective, like we know that too much protein in, in turn could potentially stress the kidneys if um, somebody does have you know, poor kidney function, but I offset those challenges with higher micronutrients, right? More fruits and vegetables, which positively affect kidney function. So that's the same thing in this situation too, is what are the other things we're doing to offset some of those potentially negative things? So if somebody's doing, you know, a couple of slices of bacon with, you know, maybe some broccoli and some orange peppers and, you know, maybe some berries, that's also going to positively affect cholesterol as well. And you're limiting your saturated fats, right? We're supposed to have less than 7% of our total intake coming from saturated fats. So we know that if people are able to consume saturated fats in the limited amount within that recommendation, they're going to be healthy. They're not going to be at high risk for cardiovascular disease or death based on what this study was saying. Um, not to trigger you, but there's this... <laughs> love it. Um, somebody brought it to my attention about a year ago, and it's written by... I'm not knocking on the physician, but um, his I believe it's Michael Gregory, Dr. Gregory. And I think he's a cardiologist, but he wrote this book about how not to die. And it's basically... That's the one I wrote down. I, <laughs> and, I mean, let's, well, let's, let's talk it's about it. It's not so. only the one I wrote down. I am good friends, interviewed a video, the guy who basically wrote that book and wrote oh, wow. most of those books. And he's a good guy. And you can look him I up. I believe it, yes. But I, you'll love this, Wendy. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think we'd go here. This, this interview is going to be a little <laughs> longer. I literally walked into his apartment in New York City with camera crew, and he looked at me, and I swear to you, the first thing that came out of his mouth was, you eat too much protein. I swear to you. <laughs> so this is the guy, the China studies, the uh, how not to die, yeah. all of those books. He's an amazing writer. He is yeah. a hardcore. We went out to lunch about a month or two later in New York City, and he took me to a hardcore vegan restaurant, which was fine. And, and But yeah. we're getting there. We're getting to what I was alluding to at the start. We are mixing those messages, okay? I'm not, and you're not. So, you know, you can be animal rights and all that stuff. And I'm reading, you know, my newest one is On Eating Meat. Great book, you know, from a chef and a farmer who, you know, he's not vegan. Um, I'll leave it at that. But yes, so when I was doing research for this topic today, Wendy, Immediately what came up was this video equating eating uh, eggs to tobacco, on and on and on. And he's a doctor. And I said, he's got to have, oh, I'm sorry. I, I got to the website, Wendy, and I said, who funds this website? Who started this website? And I said, I guarantee you he's anti-animal. And of course he is. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yes. And Thank you for sharing that story. That's quite interesting. See, I think that that's one thing I respect is, right, we can all have differences in our opinions, just like Republicans or Democrats. But sure. at the end of the day, right, we still we need to go back to the science. So I honor and I respect people that follow a vegan diet, you know, for animal reasons. And that's great, ethical, that, that's your own prerogative. 
But if we divert to the science, we know that it's a lot easier to get in all of your nutrient needs and protein needs. And we know that animal sources have the high biological value, right? They have a higher amount of leucine, which promotes muscle protein synthesis. So it's a lot easier, again, to achieve your nutrient needs. It's not that you can't through a vegetarian diet or vegan. It's just it requires a lot more planning. So it's also more challenging too, right? With all the plants you're consuming, they're often lower in calories. So then if if you're an athlete, or even you know a general consumer too that just is active you have to eat more to support you know your your general needs and again to achieve your your wide array of nutrients um, in order to be healthy so I always just say you know the science is there you know what's what um, I respect that I love I mean the book was very well written I read parts of it I didn't read the whole thing it's quite lengthy I thought he did a really great job in illustrating the nutrient composition of vegetables and fruits, you know, plants, everybody can benefit from more plants. I love that. Absolutely more plants, but we also can benefit from consuming, you know, a sufficient amount of high quality protein. And of course that's different for every individual. So I just dislike how biased it can be. Cause it's like, you know, you can, they're not mutually exclusive. You can consume, you know, garbanzo beans and black beans with the chicken breast in a salad. I do that a lot. And I, I talk about it and people, they laugh. They're like, wait a second, you can't do that. It's either one or the other. It's like, no, it doesn't have to be. You can eat both animals and plants and be very healthy. So of course it's in the context of the own individual's lifestyle, but I just hate this. You know, you can't be narrow-minded when it comes to nutrition. It it always depends and you have to do what's best for the individual and their needs and their socioeconomic status, right? Not everybody has the ability to purchase, you know, tons of fresh fruits and vegetables. So that's why it's really great right? That we can do some fruits and veggies, of course, meeting our needs and then do some high quality proteins and we can make for a very healthy body and a a great amount of longevity. I agree a hundred percent, not surprisingly. And yes, plant-based and I love plant-based, not plant exclusive. You know, I think that's where people get confused as well. I don't eat a heck of a lot of red meat. I don't, you know, if you serve it to me, I'm going to eat it, but I don't, you know, crave a steak or hamburgers. I'm not a big fan personally, but that's just taste. I eat the way you're describing based on all of the research, the blue zones, you know, uh, so the anecdotal, but with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, numbers behind it. And if you want to be vegan, I have a lot of friends, you know, and I had Matt Fitzgerald on, as we talked about last time, amazing talking about, you know, all the different diets. And listen, when they're so polar opposite, someone has to be wrong, <laughs> right? When you're, you know, if it's, is it, is it meat? Is it no meat? Is it intermittent fasting? Wait a minute. Isn't your metabolism supposed to slow down if you stop? for eating for like three hours, but no. So it's much harder for people like Wendy and myself to say, hey, eat a little of everything, you know, uh, not, uh, you know, agnostic when it comes to food. That's harder. I always say extremes are easier, Wendy. It's easier to say, hey, don't do that. And it's generally not what the research supports. Well said. <laughs> we, we can't agree uh, with each I other. Too, you know? yeah. <laughs> but but and that's, you know, at the and you know what? Let me let me. And again, the guy who said to me, you know, the first thing he said was and I like him. You eat too much protein. I would never say something <laughs> to that effect to anyone. Right. To put you exercise too much. You exercise too little. Like one of my lines about food now is if you talk about food too much, it's a problem. Right. I don't want to, you know, we can have that discussion, but when it's the primary thing that you're talking about all the time, that's a problem. Oh, that's so funny. I I agree with that. Do you feel like, I mean, another thing too, so being a dietitian and people know about it, sometimes I want to lie about what I do for a living when I first meet someone, because they'll be, you know, they'll understand that I'm a registered dietitian and they'll say, 
wait, okay, I got to tell you what I had for breakfast. And I'm like, unless you're my client or my athlete, I don't care what you ate for breakfast. (laughs) I want a break from talking about nutrition, right? Did I not give you the line? You're going to find this probably really harsh, but I didn't give you (laughs) the line from that I came up with one day after like the nine millionth person told me what they ate. Oh, I don't know if you did. So, you know, and this is going to sound harsh, but this is real world. I had a guy, again, like been in the industry 20 some odd years when this happened and he had probably 20 or 30 pounds to lose. And he said, listen, Tom, I have maybe two egg whites for breakfast. I have a Brussels sprout and, you know, a small piece of chicken for lunch. And I might have, you know, tuna out of the can. I mean, it was ridiculous. And my (laughs) eyes kind of glazed over and I looked at him and I said, I know what you eat. I'm looking at you. And it was like, like the bells went like, I, you know, you and I both know, and that, that may sound oversimplistic. Yes, but no. Right. In other words, like you can look at some people and say they're under, you know, nourished or, and I know you get it all the time. Let's be totally honest. People look at you and say, you know, she needs to eat more and you are super healthy and you are lifting heavy weights. And I find that reverse, you know, discrimination. Thank when you. It comes to, yeah. <laughs> so listen, we know that if someone is carrying around excess weight, barring some kind of medical issue, which, again, are overanalyzed to death, they're consuming more calories. And we can look at people who are undernourished and say, you need to eat more. So the body tells us a lot, is my point, right? And people just generally lie because it's not fun to say, hey, I had 60, you know, Malamars this week alone. I've never had a, a, a what, how did you say it? A Malamar? I've never had one of those. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they may not even make them anymore. I know. <laughs> I haven't had one in a long time, but they're good. I was going to comment on that. That's one thing like you know, just when I'm working with people is they are so shocked and so until they actually start tracking their nutrition, they have no idea how many calories they're actually eating. It's like, they think that they're starving themselves right in their metabolism a shot because they think they're under eating and they, that's why they can't lose weight. But the fact of the matter is their portions, you know, are distorted. Like I call it portion distortion where they think, well, I just had a serving of berries. Well, you had a bowl of berries. So it was about 160 calories. And then you had these other bites and pieces of this and you have no idea you know, every day you're chronically consuming, you know, over 600 plus calories per day that you had no idea. And then again, it's like people kind of are dishonest with themselves and not to pick on them. But, you know, until we start acknowledging our portions and what's on our plate every day, right? I always tell my athletes, your your plate should reflect your goals. Just like if you're a general consumer, how you eat should reflect the future or the current status that you want to achieve. So I agree with you. I mean, it's, of course, we're always sensitive to people, but at the same time, you know, we understand that, you know, calories, there was this crazy meme out there and I I thought it was kind of, you know, horrible, but uh, what you eat in what you eat in private, you wear in public. And I feel like that applies to that scenario because it's like people are unaware of what they're actually eating. But that's it, Wendy. And and I always give the example that, you know, I've done some strange things. I, I like to think I tried just about everything in the business so I could learn. And I did natural bodybuilding. So embarrassing for me. And I'm just glad, not embarrassing, but, you know, you're up, you're on stage in a Speedo and actually was <laughs> dating my wife at the time. And I always say this is another example of how much attention I needed coming from a family of six boys that I was getting on. But it played into what I was doing at the time. But I learned so much about nutrition and about being honest. And as you say, the bites licks and tastes, you know, you, when you get that extreme and you learn how much snacking people do that I was doing that. So yes, some people, you know, just, they're not truthful. And then I would say 
at least 50% of it is they're not aware. And, you know, now that we're home more with what's going on right now, the bites, licks, and tastes that people take all day long, that adds up to hundreds, if not thousands of calories for people. And they don't understand that, as you said. You're right. So if we, I just think about like the eggs thing. So if we go back to that, if, you know, people could think in terms of health and what is this providing me, just like eggs are so nutrient dense. And you talk about, you know, food security, you can have your eggs um, four weeks past the expiration date. So many people don't know that, but eggs are so versatile. I mean, you can put them in everything and you can also have them again, four weeks beyond the expiration date. So they're very cheap. They're nutrient dense. They're definitely something that you want to have in your fridge during this quarantine for sure. That's perfect. And let's bring it all home now with, I'll go now to the RWS, the real world stuff. So my two boys uh, have two eggs every morning, both of them. They don't like the yolks. So I pop the yolks out because I don't want to lose the protein and it's a way to get them started, right? And right. so they're both, so I'm not going to fight that battle about the yolks. I know it's good, but but I, they both have two eggs. And so that's part of a huge breakfast that they both have. Now myself, and, you know, I tend to take, uh, eat a lot of eggs, Wendy, I'm sure you do too. And so here's where I go to, listen, I'm going to take the research and then I'm going to say, we still don't know what we don't know. So that because I eat an insane number of eggs relative to most people, quite often, if I'm doing a six egg omelet, then it's one or two yolks and it's five egg whites. Just because I go, I'm eating a lot and I'm getting those nutrients in other places. If I weren't, given the research, I might not do it that way. But this is the common sense side that I think is so often left out of the discussion, right? It's like, you can have an exercise, let's total another discussion, but squats, going past parallel, yes or no, things like that. And you go, okay, well, right. if it's maybe worse for me and the payoff isn't huge, again, I want to get into that debate, but it's, you know, why would I, I don't want to be wrong. So I'm going to do squats, but maybe I'm going to stay on the safer side. So I'm going to eat eggs. And if I'm eating more often than not, maybe I take a yolk out every now and again. What do you think of that? love that. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, not to stroke your ego, but I think it's great because it, it really drives home again, the whole purpose of having a balanced diet. So I agree with you some mornings or some evenings, I like to do a lot of omelets in the evening, like whatever leftover veggies I have, but I look at the whole day and it's like, okay, you know, how many nut butter servings did I have today? What were, you know, the avocado, what other fats did I consume today? Right. Okay. I, I definitely am well above my fats. I probably should only have one egg and then I'll probably do, you know, two to three egg whites in addition to that. But in other instances, right, if you're starting off the day, I'm like, nope, I'm going to start off with, you know, two whole eggs and then build my omelet. But again, it's a whole day approach. Like I, I really, again, just outside of being a dietitian, it's so important to balance your nutrients and to have a little bit of everything and looking at it from a whole day perspective of, you know, avocado is really healthy, right? We know the great benefits of it. It's rich in fiber and, you know, again, potassium even too, and it's a healthy bad, but you can't just eat avocados all day long, right? We got to have some sort of balance, right? Room for other nutrients. So um, I just love what you said too, about the squat thing as well. It's a great example, an illustration of what, you know, what are my goals out to what, you know, what's the purpose of this? What's my why, you know, am I eating this to support my goals or am I eating this way um, because of, you know, a, a poor study? <laughs> right. I mean, that's really comes back to, I, I just, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it's fresh, 
frustrating though, as a consumer, my heart goes out to them because again, with what the health documentaries, that association of, I tweeted about it and I remember it was like, what, three years ago. And I, I said something about it's outrageous that people are associating eating an egg with smoking five cigarettes a day. They had other crazy um, associations meats, as yeah. well, but that to me, absolutely insane. It's like, so you're telling me that these, you know, I call cigarettes cancer sticks. You're telling me that an egg is nutrient dense as it is. And we still don't have, you know, conclusive evidence to say what it does as far as, you know, long-term health and cholesterol, things like that. You're telling me that that's the equivalent of smoking five cigarettes a day. Get out of here. Like, it's outrageous. <laughs> right, right. And you've really lost me. And and discussion for another day, but that is a huge part of what's going on here. And you need to separate the two. And it's muddied. And so you take all of these flaws and, and, and that's why I love having you on and I love this forum to get this stuff out there is that we're going by studies that are flawed from the get-go. And, you know, doctors have zero nutrition studies within their general, you know, years of practice. They fought against it when you actually look at – they fought against having a couple uh, classes in nutrition, by and large, the basics of being a doctor. So, you know, I get it. They can go back and specialize and do things like that. But I have a lot of doctor friends who are super unhealthy. Let's put it that way, right? One doctor many years ago, Wendy, I went in, wait, making me wait for an hour and a half. And when he came in, he looked at me and he said, what do you do? So I said, fitness. And he goes, oh, I don't have time to exercise. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, it's just so, you know, just because you have an MD and all that kind of stuff. And I don't want to bash the profession, but you have to be so cautious about where you get your information. And I would argue that's why you go to Wendy and you listen to the, and then you take common sense. And that is what this show is all about is balancing those two. And I think deep down, Wendy, people know, I think deep down they go, wait a minute, it's an egg right? That's probably, is it really as bad as a cigarette? That sounds kind of crazy. Yeah, it's outlandish. I, I couldn't agree with you more too. I mean, with what you're saying about physicians, um, I have some physicians in my family. I respect them, of course, but they've even shared, you know, they've had a whole five minutes of nutrition training. Um, and again, as dietitians, you know, though even, you know, some dietitians out there though don't believe in science and they, they're kind of behind in that. I'm not knocking them either. It's hard to read all the studies, but we definitely need to, you know, be up on that research as medical professionals because that's us being, you know, ethical in our practice and providing the best available information for our consumers and our patients. You know, again, as we talk about, we're always looking out for the best interests of the population. And that means that we need to make sure we do our due diligence and to navigate that research and communicate it in terms. And sometimes that means that, you know what, we refer out or I don't know, but I'm going to follow up with somebody who is well-versed in this area. Um, and that's, again, the multidisciplinary area approach that I take with my clients. And not that I'm perfect, but if I don't know something, I'm going to refer out or I'm going to ask somebody who does. So that's one thing I feel like physicians probably have the pressure of they have to know everything. Um, and if they don't, they just don't talk about it, which that's a disservice to their patient. But that's why it's so important that, um, you know, physicians work really closely with dietitians, especially in the hospital as well. I mean, everybody is a very critical part of the care team. So that, thank you for bringing that up. But again, you yourself, though, too, you are a really, really knowledgeable individual in many areas. So you've read the science, you've You've been around the block a few times, especially with your elite training. So um, I just find that even if you are a professional um, and you've been practicing for a long time, again, just like you said, we don't know what we don't know. So it's just so important that we all collaborate together and we stay in our lane. But if we need help, we ask we ask for help and ask, you know what, I don't know. I'm going to follow up with you and get you the correct answers. 
I love that. And you so rarely hear those three words. I don't know. That's, you know, almost unheard of. And that's why I love this show bringing you and all these different, you know, Brad Schoenfeld, the best of the best in the business to help people have their best lives. And that is our ultimate goal. We're not pushing it. The agenda we are pushing here, everybody, is is for you to have the best information. You know, listen, again, I, I have vegan friends. You should eat less meat. That's what the research shows. It doesn't show you should eat no meat. The research doesn't show you should actually eat no eggs. And we'll end up there, Wendy. So it basically says that you can pretty much have an egg a day. And so the the headlines that scream eggs are bad. What, what was it? Oh, let me pull back. New study find eggs will break your heart. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it says maybe, maybe too much might not be, might not be good. Too many might not be good, right? And we don't know what too many is, and we don't know what might not be good is. So let's go back to common sense and foods that were put here, whole foods, right, Wendy, that I'm sorry, I'm going to continue to eat my eggs. I'm going to eat not as much meat as I never really did, but that's the science, right? It's the moderation, and it's so often lost. Yes. And one thing too, I mean, yes, eating, you know, a wide array of foods, but just keeping it simple. I think for most people, all science aside, right? Because that's what we really want to do is that take home message. Eat the rainbow. That is so important. You know, your reds, orange, yellow, purples, blues, you know, all the the pigments. That's truly the best way to get in a lot of nutrients. So if people don't want to track their intake, you know, they struggle with portion sizes. That's a whole nother thing, you know, work with a dietitian. But at the end of the day, if you can eat a lot of plants, you know, eat the rainbow um, and then some meats, of course, you want to get in high quality protein. That's truly the way to do it. You should look down on your plate. It should not be brown. You should see colorful foods on your plate at every single meal. And if you don't, that's definitely something we need to revisit and take a look at. How can we diversify that? You know, how can we add more color to get more nutrients, you know, associating those pig with nutrients. So flat out, just eat the rainbow. I can't wait till, you know, you <laughs> have the experience I have with kids, right? Where I sit with my kids <laughs> every time, Wendy. And it's, yeah, it's torture to them probably. I go, okay, what's our protein? What's our healthy carb? If, you know, what's our healthy fat? And just what you said, I said, see all the color. I said, just see all the color, you know, the fruits and the vegetables and all of those. It's so, you know, we make it, or we don't, other people make it complicated where it doesn't have to be, but that sells books and that pushes agendas. And listen, if you want to follow those agendas, that's fine. But when it comes to health, we're going to have a discussion. (laughs) We're going to have a discussion. I love it. We could, again, do two hours. Any final words on just, I mean, eat eggs. Oh, I got something for you before I forget. So my son, we were watching Rocky Wendy and the scene where he drinks and it's four eggs, I believe. And this is how disturbed yeah. I was from a young age and how I was into fitness. So I used to play the Rocky theme in my home gym when I was in eighth grade and the movie, watch it all the time. And I used to drink. <laughs> I used to drink eggs like that every now and again in eighth grade. Salmonella. Was I, I, there's a risk. Obviously, it's a, a lower risk. What's the right. official? Yeah. You shouldn't do it, but it's. It's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> that is so funny. So yeah, just be just like just because you can doesn't mean you, you should, should right? Know, right? Cook your eggs, right? <laughs> yeah. okay. Yes, I I would say people are safe to consume honestly two to three eggs per day. I mean, but again, it it depends. Like we always go back to, are you somebody that just stores more? Um, you know, are your cholesterol levels right? Or do you just accumulate more plaque um, just because of genetics? You know, do you have other um, predisposed 
risk to developing, you know, atherosclerosis or any of those things that matters. Um, but again, if we go back to the science, right, if you're a healthy individual, you are more than welcome to consume two to three eggs per day and you can still be very, very healthy. And in fact, you're probably more healthy, but these, this nonsense about consuming eggs and increasing your risk of cardiovascular disease and death, um, I would say that, that that is a misrepresentation of the, the science. So we definitely need to keep eating eggs. We need to eat lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, eat the rainbow. If you're conflicted, if you're a consumer right now and you're still confused, we have a lot of great research out there that's available. So I know that you know we share a lot of great things on Twitter. Um, but again, just go with the science and stick to the basics and eating the rainbow and high quality proteins. Yeah. And, and one kind of complicated thing, but I just want to mention it. Wendy talked about the combination of food we eat. I mean, that is like second, third level stuff, but it's, you know, they did studies years ago on feeding people, uh, you know, um, carbohydrates that were, you know, uh, man-made and proteins and fats, or it was, I think it was not people, they fed mice, they died, right? Because there's nutrients and the way foods interact with one another is what I'm trying to say is like magical. And that goes to the blue zones. And they talk about like when you drink wine and pair it with certain other foods, certain things happen that we're still figuring out. So the short of that is what Wendy has been saying for this whole show is eat a wide variety of healthy foods because they actually counteract certain negative things. Uh, and I'll kind of leave it at that. But when you eat a wide variety of foods, that is why we talk about the 80-20. The 20% is, it doesn't have the same effect uh, for the most part given when you eat all these other healthy things. How's that? I love it. One thing I, I just want to contribute sure. is, right, it's all about, you know, working smarter, not harder. And I say that work, let's, you know, eat smarter, not uh, complicate things and muddy the waters, like you said. So those fat soluble vitamins that are found in the yolk, right, they need um, a fat, you know, vitamin A, D, E, and K, those are our fat right. soluble. So you're getting right. all those, right? And it's kind of like, if you're taking your vitamin D supplement, right, that needs to be paired with that egg too, right, for the best absorption to take place because there's a difference between water-soluble and fat-soluble vitamins. So we need to just like, again, take a step back and understand that. So it goes back to the basics. And, you know, general consumers don't necessarily need to understand that, but it's important to note, again, that we have water-soluble and fat-solubles. So for those that are experts that are muddying the waters out there for people, I ask them politely, please right. <laughs> stop and let's back to the science and stop selling snake oil. And we need to give people the best information so that, you know, we're thinking on behalf of their health and wellness and their, their children and their, their overall family. So thank it. you for having me so much today. <laughs> I love, you know, so many topics. It's awesome. It, it's great. But yeah, getting just back to the basics, we just need to eat real food. We need to sleep. We need to take care of ourselves. Um, we need to honor, you know, the days that we're feeling a little low on energy. We need to assess why are we feeling this way. Maybe it's because we didn't eat, you know, sufficient calories and, you know, let's take a closer look at the calories we're consuming. And I just, I can't express that enough, especially during the quarantine of being mindful of your choices and are you really hungry or are you just thirsty and bored? So just, you know, getting back to the basics and with that, I'll turn it back over to you. No, I love it. It's such a perfect way to wrap it all up. And, you know, I, I know that Wendy and my ultimate goal and, and she's a nutritionist, I have a sports nutrition, so I stay in my lane. That's why I bring her on to have these uh, higher level discussions. But I also just believe in the basics as, as we've been talking about. And our ultimate goal for, for everybody is for you to enjoy food. You know, I love that many years ago, I was at a nutrition conference and one of the 
the well-known speakers said, you know, we as Americans sit down to eat and think, what can't I have on this plate? And that is not the way we should do it. And that's not the way I do it. I'm sure that's not the way Wendy does it. So you need to find the healthy foods that work for you. They may not be eggs, but that can be a choice. So that is why we do these types of shows is to give you the research behind the choices. You may say, I don't want to eat any animal products. That's awesome. Then just do your research, you know, into what you need to lead that lifestyle. And it can be done. And as Wendy said, it's, it's challenging, but it can be done. So there's no one way. Don't think that that's what we're saying, but we are not going to not give you the research into things like eggs and other foods that might not be or are not getting their full due, <laughs> their full, you know, respect for what they are. So again, we could go on forever. So hopefully you got that. Eat your eggs, eat your yolks, moderation. And if you're getting fats and, you know, from other places, as Wendy said, be cognizant of what you're eating all day, right, Wendy? And, and mix it up and enjoy your food. That's what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Focus on all the foods we can eat. And a byproduct of that is you'll be healthier, you'll be happier, you'll have better relationships, a a better relationship with food in general. And that's really key for long-term health. Perfect. Let's leave it at that. Couldn't have put an exclamation point on it better. Wendy, thank you so much. Your expertise and everyone follow. Give them all your social media because your tweets are, are so helpful. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, my Instagram is nutrition underscore with underscore Wendy and my Twitter is Wendy Earlbeck. Um, I, I look forward to connecting people. Thank you so much again, Tom, for having me. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. I, I love the content that you promote yourself. So I truly appreciate the opportunity to come on for a second time. I, I feel so lucky and blessed. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for making the time. Listen, it is it is an honor and pleasure. And you know, you are helping people navigate these confusing waters. So thank you. And, and I'm sure we're going to do it again. <laughs> so be ready. I look forward to yeah, it. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Wendy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that is guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Ooh, like a recent episode with Melissa Joan Hart. LL Cool J gave me some great advice. He had all these gold chains and I was like, wow, look at all these diamonds. And he said something to the effect of, don't waste your money on something like this. Buy a house. Like he gave me like solid investment advice where I was like, save my money. Got it. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. Special thanks, as always, to Wendy Earlbeck for taking the time to lend her expertise, which I hope you find helpful. And listen, so many of the topics I discuss here on Fitness Disrupted, they're loaded topics. They come with, with you know, <laughs> uh, people are going to disagree, and that's fine, and that it should be. That's what the show is for. We're going to discuss and debate but we're going to do it with science and we're going to do it with common sense and we're going to do it with anecdotal. We're going to take all those things together and then we're going to put it out there, but you're free to choose to do what you want. But I want to go back one final time because it's truly the way I look at all of the topics like this. And I talked about the squad analogy. I'm going to actually throw in a one person anecdotal, but it, it, it bears talking about. Okay. So, you know, I eat a lot of eggs, a lot of eggs. And it sounds like the research that I look at, that I believe, the, you know, that eggs are okay, moderation like anything else. There's still debate about the cholesterol, it goes on and on and on. So it's very simple. I'm going to eat eggs in moderation for the most part. But if I have a week or a day where I'm eating more, I'm going to, if I'm eating a six egg omelet, which is a lot, I'm going to front load my day. I may do four egg whites and two yolks. So there's the moderation. I need protein. I'm, you know, maybe that's a time when I'm trying to build some muscle. So more eggs, but I'm going to use common sense, common sense along with the research. Cause I don't want to go, well, I don't believe that, that yolks are bad for you. Well, there's, there's a lot of mixed messages. So I'm going to make the smartest choice given what I have. And I can give you that squat debate and this could go on <laughs> you know we have not done this show i have not done the show yet i will but squatting past parallel now a lot of people will tell you it's perfectly fine it's maybe better just like eggs and then there's others who will say you know increased risk of numerous issues knee issues lower back issues and i would say there's so many people who squat poorly to begin with and to go to heavy squats and then squats for, you know, time and stupid things like that. In my opinion, okay, you got problems, but there's no benefit that I found where someone says, wow, if you don't go past parallel, you are missing out. You're like, it's not even like you're getting any results. I'm still getting results. And here's the thing. What if they're wrong? What if you're wrong? What if going past parallel is bad for you? Because here's the thing. It's not like you do it once. You go, oh, that really hurt. No, this is cumulative. This is cumulative. And the problem, as I've said on so many other topics, is then when people generally get hurt by something, they don't attribute it to that thing. They blame something else. And you, Trevor, never truly know. And that's part of the whole beauty of what we talk about here on every show is 
there's the science and there's the real world stuff. And then you got to kind of figure out causality. And that's, that can be challenging depending on what we're talking about. But I choose to generally go for squats right about parallel. And I choose to moderate how many yolks I eat and how many eggs I eat. Excessive moderation with everything. And just that quick story, there was a guy many years ago who was a rower and he had a son who was also an, an athlete. And I did a consultation and, and we had this discussion about squatting. And he ripped into me that I didn't know what I was talking, that there was all this research that showed and Russian research that squatting past parallel not only, again, was not bad for you, it was so good for you. I go, okay, we can agree to disagree. I'm going to miss out on that. Uh, for my goals, didn't, didn't need it. Fast forward 20 years, 10 years, not even, 10 years. 10 years later, I saw him. Couldn't walk. Major, major back issues. Was it from that? Who knows? I'll leave it at that. Okay, so that is definitely an N equals one study. Uh, I could give you more, but that was an extreme one. And did, do I know that what he was doing, you know, he's also doing many other things that could have uh, added to that or been the cause of that. But, you know, it is what it is. So be smart. Take the research. Take uh, common sense and put it together and then make informed choices based on that. And that's what we do here. That's what I bring people like Wendy on because she truly is going to take that evidence-based science and we're going to make decisions. So hope you enjoyed that. I did. I love talking to Wendy and people like that uh, who help make us all better. And that's the goal of my guest. Make us all better, not just you. You know, I am learning every day. Open book, reading as much as I can, taking it in because everything is changing. But we're going to make smart decisions. Okay, enough. Thank you again for listening. Please rate the show if you haven't. And I always say thank you if you have already. Comments and questions, you can leave them potentially where you listen to the show, depending on which podcast uh, server type you're using. Uh, if not, you can go to Tom H. Fit Twitter. Tom H. Fit is my Instagram. Or go right to fitnessdisrupted.com. If you have questions or comments, you can contact me there. And thank you for listening. Please tell a friend, share. And that's my goal help you to look better, feel better, and live longer. That is what I'm selling. That is it. I love my job. I love what I do. And I want you to have the healthiest, happiest, injury-free life you can have. That's my goal. Thank you for listening. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with Melissa Joan Hart. LL Cool J gave me some great advice. He had all these gold chains and I was like, wow, look at all these diamonds. And he said something to the effect of, don't waste your money on something like this, buy a house. Like he gave me like solid investment advice where I was like, save my money, got it. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.